Welcome to the Pennsylvania Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus. And today, our guest is Jesse Topper, the representative for the 78th Legislative District. He has introduced some very interesting legislation that is catching fire right now. Representative Topper, take it away. Tell us about what your bill does. Sure. And it's actually a House resolution which calls on the Legislative Budget and Finance Committee to uh, perform an audit and even have the ability to bring in outside help to perform the audit of our last election. Uh, This is an election that was unprecedented in many ways, from the turnout to the fact that we had um, direction being given out even the night before uh, by the Department of State to counties. And counties were confused, and rightfully so. And so I believe that this is an opportunity for us to ensure that every uh, voice was heard, every vote was counted accurately, and if not, how can we improve this process moving forward to ensure that there is trust in what is really the bedrock of our democracy in these elections? You know, Representative Topper, I think one of the things that your resolution does uh, that that stands in, in sort of, um, you know, in the face of some of the criticisms that have been levied at reviews of the election is it takes the politics out of that by utilization of the Legislative Budget and Finance Committee. Could you just talk a little bit about why that committee was chosen, why that avenue, and, and the makeup of that, that committee that, that, that really does take the politics and, and the partisanship out of this review? Sure. Two reasons. First of all, it's a logistical reason. I mean, this legislature, for those who don't know, ceases to exist on November the 30th. And so in the month of December, if you still want to have something continue, you need to have a committee that actually continues their work through that time uh, when we're no longer active and then we don't come back again until the new legislature is sworn in in January. So from a logistical standpoint, that is a good place for for this audit to continue. Uh, And secondly, it's also a a nonpartisan or a bipartisan, bicameral um, committee. And so it involves... Republicans and Democrats, and again, the ability for them to go out, as they have done on many occasions, and bring in a third-party vendor uh, who is looking at this outside of the what, what I would call uh, one of the highest um, political uh, firestorms that, that we've ever experienced in terms of the, the culture that's out there right now. To be able to get kind of above that and, and find out exactly uh, the statistical data that we need to do our jobs and ensure the public's trust in the election process. Now this is a a review of the election. A lot of a lot of the criticisms that's been levied um, at, at these sort of things is that they're trying to change outcomes, and I, that's that's been something you've been pretty adamant in trying to correct the record on. That's right. I mean, there there's a lot of litigation going on from both sides right now in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and around the country, targeting the outcome of the election. That's not what this audit does. This audit looks at, were there irregularities? We know there were problems. We know there were 29,000 ballots in Allegheny County that were wrong, that were sent to people. We know that there were 105,000 provisional ballots last Friday. And and if there's a provisional ballot, that means something was wrong. We know that there were counties who handled the curative process of ballots differently. In other words, allowing ballots to be cured or fixed when they saw a problem. Some counties allowed it, some didn't. We know those are things that we know. The question is to what extent 
Uh, did that occur, and to what extent did that have an impact on ballots being treated differently throughout the Commonwealth? That's what this audit is targeted to finding out. Um, the outcome of the election is being litigated in the courts outside of our jurisdiction at the moment, but what we can control is what we can control, which is the process by which elections are run in Pennsylvania, and I believe that this audit is a critical component in that. And I, I think w one of the the, the sort of uh, interesting messages to come out of yesterday's committee meeting when this did pass the House Day Government Committee uh, was that you know you're you're on a, a purely fact-finding mission. So you know a lot of the things that are being levied, even by by members uh, of of our own party in some quarters, you're you're, you're willing to say and look, we're, we'll take a comprehensive look at this, and we're we're willing to take the facts as they come, and, and we're not looking for any particular outcome. Absolutely, and and we all look. Our first obligation, uh, we swore an oath to the Constitution. Uh, I took, I, I take my constituents' concerns more seriously uh, than than anything else because that is what I've been elected to represent. And from what I've heard overwhelmingly from my constituents is, we want to ensure that our voice was heard, that our vote was not canceled out because there were votes that should not have been recorded, recorded, things like that. That's what we're trying to find out. And you're right, this is a fact-finding mission. As long as the facts come to light, then that is all we can do, and, and that is the best that, that we can hope for or all we should, should strive for is the truth. Um, that's what this is about, is finding the truth and, and finding where there are also areas where we can fix this process moving forward. If there were problems that were brought about through legislation, then we need to have legislative fixes to those problems. But we have to have a full picture of the facts before we can make those changes. And, and you talked about yesterday during, during the committee meeting about how you saw in your own district some of the process failures play out. You talked about the revisional ballots. You talked about the Allegheny County ballots. But why don't you talk about the curative process that, that you saw between the counties? Sure. There were some counties who, when they saw mistakes on the, the uh, mail-in votes or the absentee votes that came in, they actually called those voters and said, look, uh, there's a mistake here, so you might want to go in and vote in person or we might have to try and fix this ballot. Um, so you get a chance to vote. And there were some counties who, when they saw the mistake came in, just, well, that's a that's an invalid ballot and moved on. So there are there's a classic case of ballots being handled differently throughout the Commonwealth. That's an issue. That's a problem. Uh, I'm not saying there was malfeasance or or intent behind it. If there was or wasn't, it really doesn't matter. There was still the problem that ballots were not being. Uh, and, and I'll point to another thing that that the Supreme Court kind of brought into the mix is that signatures on mail-in ballots didn't have to be verified, but signatures on ballots when you came in to vote in person did. Well, that's treating two different voters unequally. It's treating the ballots that were cast in person versus the mail-in ballots differently. That's a problem as well, and that was something never intended in the law, and that's why we have to look and see what impact that had in terms of the number of votes recorded. Well, let's, let's talk about the merits of, of a review of the election whatsoever. And there's been a very interesting argument, which I find to be slightly disingenuous, that comes from the other side of the aisle that says Republicans did so well everywhere in Pennsylvania outside of the, the presidency that um, that they really don't have any ground to stand on in saying that there are problems with the election because, you know, they're casting doubt upon races in which they won and were very successful. Um, you know, what... This is really for the benefit of all Pennsylvanians, right? This has nothing to do with party. This has nothing to do with, um, with, with outcomes. This has nothing to do with, um, with, with anything outside of, of, a, of a comprehensive look, not only at the committee level, which state government is doing, but also now LBFC and looking at uh, the process. 
Absolutely is comprehensive. It's not just about the presidential race and the fact that we're asking for this even as Republicans picked up seats, even as Republicans won statewide races, should speak to the, it should just the opposite, that we're not, af- we're not afraid to have our process looked at because we want the truth. Um, there were a lot of Republican candidates who won. But also, let's be real. Let, let's, let's speak to the facts of some of the problems that we have seen or some of the some of the concerns that, that we have seen throughout the state are very uh, centralized in certain areas where the where, you know, it was a very large population area that will not affect a Jesse Topper race in Bedford, Fulton and Franklin County. Uh, but it still a, a affects the overall outcome because those votes were coming from a highly populated area, maybe Philadelphia, maybe Allegheny County and Pittsburgh. Um, so let, we, we need to be honest about the fact that if the, if the majority of the problems were in those places, that will that will affect a lot of votes that had nothing to do with the House keeping the majority or, or people winning in Perry County. Let's let's talk about the the issue of um, election security generally, um, because you know when when you go back and look at this this from from two year, you know almost two years ago now at the beginning of 2019, uh, it was the Democrats who are really pounding the table on the need to have secure elections, which is why the governor on his own was decertifying voting machines, um, and wanted to make an audit of uh, our elections easier by having a paper trail. Um, why do you think all of a sudden this has become a such a divisive and and partisan issue? Well, because the other side is is doing exactly what they accuse us of doing, which is they're focused on the outcome. Uh, had Joe Biden not won, I do believe that the conversation would be different because we all we have to do is look back four years at the idea that, well, it was Russian Russian interference that flipped the election. Uh, he'll never be my president. All of these things that was completely outcome based. Once again, was not uh, proof based in any way. And the governor decertified the machines. That's what brought us to the to having an update in our election law at all we had to find a way to pay for all the new machines that the counties had to get with that being said should we not do an audit and actually find out whether those machines worked and work correctly we did spend 90 million dollars of taxpayer money on our level and the county spent much more to get these new machines and just so they could have this paper trail so for goodness sake let's see if it worked right now it, it it's apparent that people's faith in, in our election processes is diminished, um, despite record turnout, despite uh, an increased political involvement. What, you know, what measures outside of studying the election process do you think we can do to restore people's faith in, in, in the elections? We have to be honest about problems that we find, and we have to show a good faith effort to fix them. If we do not do that, then I'm afraid that we will lose. Uh, the trust of many voters throughout this Commonwealth and throughout this country. We need to um, we need to find the facts, and we need to to show that we're willing to actually fix problems that we find. This has been the Pennsylvania Policy Podcast with State Representative Jesse Topper. Tune in for more on PA House Podcasts.